Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> oh, hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. I just decided to yes end the way you were talking. I really appreciate it. No problem. How you doing? <laughs> now I just sound like yeah, I'm gasping it. for air. Yeah. <laughs> it started sexy and then I was like, ugh. Uh, I'm great. every time I try to be sexy. I'm great. Well, it's really warm. That's weird. It doesn't feel like it's it's almost Christmas, but who cares? I can't tell if I'm not depressed because of that or because shit's going well. No, I'm just having the time. Of, I was I'm like, having a great time. I was listening to Justin Bieber eating Starburst last night and I was like, life is Good. It's so good. It's fun. Dancing high alone in your bathroom to Beyonce. Yeah. I mean. This is fun stuff. I know I'm not doing the 7-Eleven choreography right, but I'm having fun. Is there a correct way to do it? There's like a I mean the way she dance. does it. Oh, okay. There's a dance. The video. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so perfect. Oh, God. I'm so obsessed with her. Um, How you doing? You doing good? I hope you guys are having a great time. Thanks for talking to us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to talk to us more, it's on Instagram. It's sorry about last night. Twitter, it's SRY about last NYT. We, we tweet love back. hearing from you. Yeah, we, we communicate a lot. Twitter is the best way, honestly, yeah. if you just want like a short answer. Because the emails, if you have a long story, that's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Oh, shout out to Henry who uh, commented on my Instagram that feminists are fucking stupid or whatever he said. And he spelled feminist wrong. That was pretty funny. I was like, I you suck that. at spelling. You're silly. Oh, silly Henry. <laughs> um, speaking of silly, where are places that you can see us be silly? What are you doing tonight? Um, tonight, guys, this is a very special event. It's the last Nacho Bitches of 2015. Uh, today is Friday. It's December 18th at 9 p.m. You can come to the New York Comedy Club if tickets aren't sold out yet because they're pretty close to selling out. Uh, use code Nacho for $10 tickets. It's going to be a wild night. There's going to be surprise guests and Blair Saki and I will co-host and then I'm probably going to get drunk on this one. You, as you should. Last one of the year. Yeah, I feel like I have to. It's going to be fun. We'll go out afterwards and now we know that bars in Gramercy close at 2 a.m. which is Bullshit. why I was so confused so maybe we'll just go downtown. Gramercy just doesn't like fun I guess. Yeah, I guess they don't like fun. Um, and then tomorrow last Glamour Puss of the Year, the holiday edition. We're so excited. Wendy Starling and I are hosting it at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks. Get them online. If you want to get them at the door, they're $15, but we've been selling out. And so try and get them online first. Um, but we, the show starts at 730. Doors are at 7. And we have some crazy acts for you. A lot of guys we fucked past guests are going to be on the lineup. And then an older woman who contorts her body to holiday music. I mean... <laughs> Come on, come on. It's going to be amazing. That you sounds good. Yeah, you should come out. Uh, this episode is brought to you by PopRages.com. PopRages, guys. They're <laughs> leggings. They're crop tops. They make dresses. They make everything now. They, every time I go on the website, they're making something different. And they're all awesome. And they have Christmas-themed stuff right now that I really want to wear to my relative's house for Christmas. Sure, Marilyn's free shit. Um, <laughs> they have long sleeve crop tops that look like you know, like Christmas pajamas. Yeah, so you so you can wear oh pajamas all day, which is my goal. And the, like the main problem like I have cute. with Christmas is with the part when I have to get out of my pajamas. Yeah, I get so annoyed. They have Krampus crop top leggings, Krampus. aka pajamas. So that's good. what I call when I get my period. Ugh, Krampus is here. <laughs> no. 
No, no one. Not, oh my no one. god! Um, it's p o p r a g e o u s dot com. Uh, they're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. Just buy it. It's use code G W F. Like guys, 20. we fucked twenty um, for twenty percent off your first purchase. And all the leggings are on sale. They're on sale. Sixty five right bucks. Really and then you cheap. get twenty percent off. And additionally, if you are really stumped for a gift for, for that, your mom. <laughs> Fun hoe in your life. Um, please buy our leggings. They're still on sale. They're a real conversation piece. Oh, are they? Honestly, I've never had a boring night out in the guys we fucked anti-slut shaming leggings. It's never happened. And I've never had anybody say stupid shit to me in them. I've gotten I kind of was hoping for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, come at me, brah. Come think, at me. I think people are probably a little bit intimidated by a woman wearing those leggings, which is exactly what, what we, we wanted to do. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much. Pop so Rages. Much. Great. Speaking of thank you so much. Oh, oh boy. We have a donation page set up. And you guys have been doing a fantastic job. I've really been feeling the love. Well, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's donated oh, so far. Also some, but what I was thinking. Also some hate. I looked at. No, no hate. No hate. <laughs> to the people who donate so far, I love you. I, I, uh, and I know that you've donated anything you can, whether it was $8, whether it was $400. Like, it's seriously, I know you donated what you could give. And that was so meaningful. Yeah. We that can't tell you how much. I was being genuine. But. Yeah. It's weird when Corinne says that's so meaningful. It's like you're not I meant really to meant say it, that. though. I it's really like people are it. born gay. You were born. I really Sound right. meant it <laughs> i feel like in moments where you are trying to be genuine everyone's like <laughs> like <laughs> okay it sounded sarcastic i didn't mean it that um way. but we have what uh i think i looked the last the last time i looked we had uh how many donors like okay 189 yeah. donors right how many people listen to this podcast every week like a lot 150, more than that. if five percent of the podcast listeners donated eight dollars we would have 60 grand yeah you can donate a dollar or a dollar I don't think you can donate 50 cents. No, I think it probably has to be a dollar. I think it's also like kind of a fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's that. fine. I'll take it. I mean, I'll take anything. If Just I was a homeless person and someone gave me a penny, I would take it because I'm homeless. Me too. I wouldn't bat that away. Do you throw pennies out when you clean on your... No. Me either. I have a solo cup on my uh, dresser. Mm. What if you like, the, what if you sweep it into your that's the, into your thing? No, your, I pick it out. I'm a Jew. That's the oh. Jewiest thing about me that I have a solo cup of filled with pennies. It's not all pennies. Uh, don't knock over my solo there cup are, filled with pennies. That's money. I'm sorry. I am not in a money. place in my life where I'm throwing out money. Oh, I don't need that. <laughs> and that's why I'm bad. <laughs> but I'm like, it's already in the dustpan. It's a penny. Hey, it's a nickel. No, no, how I'm picking people, that up. How are people going to donate to us? If Please you, donate money. If you're, I, the, I'm if not, you're out waxing poetic about throwing well, out pennies. it's just sometimes <laughs> when there's a penny in the, bru- in, the, in the dustpan and it's covered with dust... You sweep it off and you put it in your pocket. That's the Corinne Fisher way. And you say, you know what? I'm not too good for you. I throw the penny in the trash and then I check the mail and I open my college loan bills and I put them in the closet. <laughs> That's how my life works. Uh, to each her own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind donating, it's our, the link to the donation page is the first thing you will see on the description of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's all over our social media. So, And it's going to be ending January 1st. We're not 
taking we're not going to make it go on. For yeah. Long. And this is the money last year. You guys donated. It was so awesome. Yeah. And we used that money for the whole year. That's why we were able to go to Los Angeles. That's why we have really nice equipment so you can hear us. And it doesn't sound like we're talking into a soup can, um, which some podcasts do sound like yeah. that. Uh, and so we have really plans important. to travel again. So, yeah, it, it brings us to you. It gets us to other uh, guests who don't live in the New York area who we need to rent a car to go interview. And it brings us to other coasts and maybe other countries, which uh-huh. I know you guys have been really fiending for. Australia, Canada, Germany. So please, please uh, donate. Uh, every little bit helps. And we appreciate it so, so much. Thank you. No. I love you. Too soon? Fuck it. I don't care. Now on to the fucker mail. Oh, yeah. Let's read some emails. If you want to email us, it's sorry about last night show at gmail.com. Uh, this email is from a lady, and the subject line is slut shaming or just a slut? I'm going to say just a slut. Um, hey, Corinne and Christina. I absolutely love the podcast. I need your opinion on whether or not I'm being slut shamed or I am an actual slut. My name is, don't read it on the podcast. I'm 21 (laughs) years old from a state uh, in the United States. I've been with my boyfriend for almost four years, and for most of our relationship, things have been great. Over the summer, we were going through a rough patch and broke up for about a week. During this time, I went out to a local bar and end up going home with a guy. We had sex four times over the course of the week. The problem was this guy happened to be my ex's best friend. Oh. Uh, oh shoot I just went to reply to her my bad Uh, after a week my boyfriend and I decided to get back together and I cut things off with the friend the friend and I decided not to tell my boyfriend because even though we were technically broken up we knew he would be devastated our relationship is back to normal and everything is honestly better than ever the problem is when I go out with my friends I have run into guys who are friends with that guy I slept with but not friends with my boyfriend they call me a slut all, they say all sorts of nasty things to me. The friend I slept with doesn't stand up for me and sometimes joins in on the name calling. Usually I would go to my boyfriend uh, to stand up for me and have my back if I was getting harassed. But I obviously can't do that without telling him what happened. Part of me feels like I deserve to be called these names for what I did. What do you girls think? Am I a slut for what? sleeping? No. Am I a slut for sleeping with my boyfriend's friend during our week bre- um, during our week breakup? Or should I stand up for myself? If so, what should I say to these guys who are shaming me? I'd love to hear what you girls think I should do. Well, listen, dear, you're certainly not a slut. I would say maybe someone who made a, a bad decision. Yeah. Uh, it was a bad decision not based on being sexual. It was a bad decision just based on, like, there's a lot of other there's guys. There's so many people to fuck. Why did you fuck your, your yeah. the guy you just broke up with? One the best guy. It was, just, it, was just, it was just a bad. I wonder if you've been attracted to him for yeah, a while. Yeah, it was just not a great choice. And obviously, like, yeah, I'm sure you hung around him a lot. If he was an attractive person, he probably shares a lot of great qualities that you see in your boyfriend because they are so close. So it's it makes you know sense. What? I think there are so many couples where your boyfriend or your girlfriend has a couple friends you'd fuck. Right. Oh, Absolutely. Totally. In fact, totally. I almost think that's mostly the case. Yes, of course. Lots of people have hot friends. That keeps things interesting. And, and then also, it's like, like, I can't if, have you. If your boyfriend just all only has ugly friends, you're like, who oh, the fuck is on. my boyfriend? Get some hot friends. You need some hot friends. You need some smart friends. You need some funny friends. You need some people who are some of those things. You need some people who are none of those things because you need filler. Yeah. <laughs> all just filler. It's all filler. The guy in the wheelchair, just filler. You can't you have know. all. Well, you, no, you definitely need a guy in a wheelchair if you go yeah. to Six Flags. Oh, well, Stephen's dad. I know. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> well, then he gets so pissed because people fucking. Yeah, no, you fake it. And he's like, dude, I got hit by a car a long time ago. I didn't ask for this. And yeah. it's like some fucking frat dude, like, my ankle hurts. One and of he, my biggest shortcomings uh, is not having a friend with a wheelchair. <laughs> 
That's like and liking Dave Matthews. Yeah, well, you're revealing yourself. That's through the this hugest. Podcast. That's the hugest. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Okay. So not the best guy to pick. Yeah. I get being attracted to your significant other's friends. I think that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I know Steven thinks some of my friends are hot because they are fucking hot. Yeah. Some of his friends are really hot. Yeah. And I totally fuck if they weren't his best friends and we weren't dating and I met him some other time. Mm-hmm. Point is, I get why you wouldn't tell the boyfriend. If this happened to me, if Steven and I broke up for a week, which is not a long time. No, it's not a long time. But you know what? I'd be fucking probably. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. I think you would be devastated. I would be very devastated. But if it's one of those things where you break up for a week and you're like, this isn't really real. But you're then, like, free pass. Let's go crazy. Yeah. I'm going to get some, some dick. <laughs> Dude, chasing dick is so much fun. Uh, you don't have to say who it was. I, I If Steven hooked up with one of my gl- best friends... If anything, I just, I don't know. I get it. I get it. I wouldn't want to know. Just don't tell me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know Because it could have just been purely a sexual attraction and you fucked. I do not want to know, so I get that. Stand up for yourself. This is bullshit that these people are calling you a slut. Yeah, I don't know. get why they're... So it scares me a little bit that you were like, I usually look to my boyfriend to stick up for me. No, 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 you no, You stick no, no, up no. for your goddamn you self, You always stick up for yourself because your boyfriend is not always going to be there, as you learned during that one-week breakup, which I'm sure was traumatic. <laughs> It was traumatic as you were riding that dick. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like the boy, I think I think you probably feel guilty about it. And that's why you want to tell your your boyfriend. And also because you're afraid because all these other people know that it's just only a matter of time until he finds out. Uh, you dictate how other people treat you. Yeah, absolutely. I I also would not tell. There's no reason except for to le- alleviate your own anxiety and guilt to tell your boyfriend. It's 100% going to uh, hurt your boyfriend. Wasn't a great choice on your part, to be honest. Um, it's not it's not anything that you should feel like guilty about. You're just like, yeah, maybe next time I break up, my <laughs> boyfriend maybe not the best friend. I feel like, I'll go to another town. I feel like this is a rule that people talk about. Like, uh, from it's just kind of it's like an unwritten rule. You don't. You don't fuck your boyfriend or girlfriend. Which I'm learning is a straight thing. It's just... Gay people don't usually care about that. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's just... Why? There's just so there's just so many, many other people. people. It's almost like are you doing this to piss me off? Yeah, kind of thing. But you knew him. You were attracted. Yeah. Uh, going back to what I said, you can't control if someone comes out and calls you a slut, right? But you can control how they continue to behave around you. Mm-hmm. And if they continue to be dickheads and calling you names. Then do not be, do, go, fuck that. Don't, what would you say if someone was like, you fucking slut? I, like, I, for I, what you did, if you did something similar. I would be like, okay, and walk away. I'd be like, <laughs> bye. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I don't even have, I, don't have nobody time. got time for that. Anybody got time for that? And the fact that the person that you actually slept with, the best friend, is is joining in on this sometimes and not defending you. Because he feels bad, too. Well, he, yeah, he, he feels bad, and he also feels hurt, because who who knows the level of his feelings for you or attraction for you, and you went right back to the guy, your main guy and then just left him in the dust, and he probably feels feels like an idiot. Yep. And that's fine. Fuck those people. It was a bad yeah, and, and, I mean and, don't actually and don't fuck them. I don't feel like it was just it was just your bad. It was a it was a joint bad decision between you and your boyfriend's best friend. So you can share in the bad decision. And it's okay. We all make bad decisions sometimes and you live and you learn and it's fine. Yeah. Don't don't put up with that but bullshit. But just don't you can't stand up for yourself, but if they don't if they continue to act like yeah, and this I, but this I promise you, if you keep uh, dwelling on it, and you're gonna start uh, like lashing out at your boyfriend, and it's gonna combust, uh, your relationship will combust. So just you kind of have to just make peace with it in That's your own very mind true. and in your own heart. He's gonna be like, "Hey, Super baby, important. do you want ice in your water?" I'm like, "Fuck you! I didn't mean anything." And you're like, "Wait, what? I yeah. just wanted to know if you wanted ice in your water." And you're like, "Oh no, 
Yeah. And absolutely. then he's going to be hurt and confused. Yeah. Just make peace and move on. It's not a huge, huge deal. Um, all right. This next one is called uh, Can You Suck My Flaccid D? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Curtin and Christina. So we need some help, please. Uh, so my friend, um, whatever, I'm not going to say the name, and I are 32 years old. We enjoy slaying D, but have found uh, lately that a lot of the dudes that we hook up with have a hard time getting and or staying hard the first few times we hook up. We are wondering if this is an age thing. Do guys in their 30s start to have a difficult time getting hard? We are two hot girls. At least we think so. I'm sure you are. And, uh, That's don't, all that matters. And don't necessarily necessarily think that it has to do with us but this other person has been asked twice now to start giving head to a flaccid penis what the fuck is that about and the other girl has been asked to give a hand job to help a guy get hard what the fuck we know you guys like older men so have you ever come across this what should we do if someone asks us to give head to their limp dick how do we get them uh, to get out of their head and stay hard okay now well, you get hard from sucking a Right. Exactly. That's how you get it hard. You you sometimes they're hard already. I feel like uh and especially in my old age you have to really um it's like I'm very brash in my real life, but in the bedroom, I feel like I am super patient. I feel like it's my most patient place uh where I exist. And I think you when you're naked and you're trying to get your pussy wet or your dick hard. That's a very, very vulnerable situation to be in. So you always have to be calm and kind to people if they are having trouble because you get no one feels worse than the person who's having trouble making their junk work. Agreed. Um, it, uh, now, we have a very specific rule on the Guys We Fuck podcast. If it is not fully erect, it cannot, cannot go in. But it's, it cannot go in your pussy or your butthole. It can certainly go in your mouth or your hand. And it's like... You, and it should. It's a team effort. I mean, yeah... Guys who are 22, yeah, it just fucking springs up and you Rock put it hard. in and it's great and it's wonderful. And honestly, I, I chose to read this email because, yeah, I did just turn 30 and I do fuck men pretty exclusively in their 30s or older up to 45 um, right now. It's my rock art. Um, and uh, I mean, the 45-year-old honestly gets up like it's his fucking job. Everyone's different. Uh, but everyone's too. different. And yeah, just like stereotypically, yeah, the older guys do have a little bit of trouble getting it up. And mm, I mean, because I'm a narcissist, I never thought it was me. But I certainly, as a person who loves hard work, did That's... fucking put in the effort. I We're like... going to make this hard and i'm gonna see the progression of my hard work yeah. form right in front of me yeah i love it i yeah. love i i don't i've that's never bothered me when uh, a no. guy's dick isn't hard because and then that's the one time i can fit it all in my mouth yeah and it's yeah exactly it's fun making it you know it's there's, like you know other things kid and they had those pills and you put them in water and it turned into a oh, dinosaur things i love those that's like that yeah oh i, love I loved the sense of accomplishment i felt by dropping that capsule in the water and just watching it grow right is similar to what i feel when there's a growing penis in my mouth i will say <laughs> it's just it is it's a hard work thing but i like mm -hmm. i like seeing somebody go from zero to giant hard dick. It's so wonderful. It's like a beautiful life process, you know? And it kind of, in a way, if you think about it like this, sex should really be teamwork. So it's like if he just gets hard and then sticks it in you and then gets this thing on. Where's okay, the, that's not, but if you, fun. if together you work, like think of it as like a fun teamwork thing. Like if together you work to make the dick hard um, and then, and then your pussy gets wetter and then you, and then you put it in. What a sense of accomplishment. We really went through it. And it's and like, don't, don't rush it. The same thing as like girls talk about guys not being good at foreplay. Like, 
like on the flip side, you also have to be good at foreplay. Touch his fucking balls, put them in your mouth. I mean, these are things put that we need to do. You know what's funny? Not too long like ago, I realized, oh, I have to do work in bed too. Yeah, absolutely. And when I say not too long ago, it was like two years ago. Yeah. Because I'm like, because Steven's so good at initiating foreplay. And he's, we had, I was going to talk about this, but it doesn't really matter. But we had the best sex. I've heard this, this past a, Saturday. A lot of times. Holy fuck. <laughs> but it, it's been, it been a while since I was like, I looked at him, I was like, damn. That was good. One of the reasons why it was so good was he teased me for 30 minutes. Right. And I, oh my God. It's very important. But then I, and, but when I started dating him and he was, he's so good at sex and pleasing, I forgot that I also have to be good at that. Mm-hmm. And I like being good at that. I get turned on by being good at it, but I forgot. So it's like, it's a joint effort. You really yeah. do have to put in the work. I think there's like this false thing that goes around, especially when you're young and just starting sex that girls can just basically lay, lay there, there and dead good fish. at sex. And that's absolutely 100% not true. I still, I fucking, work. I'm fucking co-host of the Guys We Fuck podcast. And I still, from time to time, I'm like, oh, I, I gotta make sure up, yeah. I'm like bringing my A game. Gotta wiggle, Am I wiggle. doing this right? I get nervous the first time I have sex with people, too, if I really like them still. 100%. Oh. Super oh nervous. Yeah, because you don't know how that's going to go, how your chemistry is until you're you're in it. Yeah, and I just think like, if the first time you have sex, it's not that great. I don't, I think that's actually pretty normal. And it's cool because it's like if the first time you have sex, it's like fucking mind-blowing. It's like, where do you go from this? there it's more exciting if you truly true and if also if you have sex the first time it's like only okay and you still really like the person this is kind of like personal for me i'm just like jesus christ i really like this person and i'm excited to get to learn more about them and more about their body um yeah. so the only thing is yeah the 30 the, the guy the older guys yeah they definitely do have a uh, stereotypically a little bit a harder time getting up and that's cool and like we're all getting older and shit sagging and we're not going to get as wet as women and that's just how it fucking is and you find other ways to, to make deal with shit it. work um, and it can be fun to find ways to make it work. Yeah. And the only thing I say is I love you guys and thanks for listening. But it's, it sounded like you were like a little shamey towards like the flaccid penis. Don't do that. It's so important. Uh, I mean, I, I'm against treating men like babies in real life. But in bed, like just be supportive and nice. Like it's like you just, you know, it's a it's a weird thing. That well, we're yeah. Doing. And sometimes I think a lot of women sometimes forget that they got to work. Yeah. They got to they got to do stuff with their stuff. Yeah, I've had many of the Was flaccid that penis. Enough? I've had many of the flaccid penis in my mouth and yeah. never a problem. And like, yeah, I just think of in a very simple way, like, oh, it hurts a lot less when it's smaller. Have you ever <laughs> I know. That's why I like it. I'm like the whole thing is in and it's I'm like, not gagging. This is beautiful. I'm so good at this. The whole I can, thing's in I my can mouth. Carry a conversation with you. Yeah. Um have you ever given Deep a throat. hand job to a completely flaccid dick? Ah, I've never I mean, I just feel like I'm um, I mean, I would usually like kind of like tease the upper thigh yeah, to make it, like, yeah, at least give yeah. it a little point Something. because you can see you can't just put your hand on it and go. Ur, ur, ur. <laughs> no, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. And then also in in your old age, I mean, there is sometimes like just the way like I know sometimes I'm just not gonna come. Like I've had uh, a guy recently say to me like I'm I'm just not gonna come tonight and like it, and, and I was like first I was like that's whoa that's a lot and then I was like oh you know what no I've said that to guys so many yeah. times and like sometimes your body is just not in the fucking place where it's going to happen. Yeah, and you get enjoyment from the sex, but there's no at the end, but that's okay. And it's totally cool, and it's great. We're all cool, Just like, yeah, we're doing a weird thing together. Put put it in your mouth. Put it in your hand. Exactly. Put it between your toes. Do whatever you want. That happens. Put it in a... Put it in a... Yogurt. Stoya's butthole flesh. I feel like a yogurt would feel really good. I often wish I had a dick. Dude, if I had a dick, I would fuck a jar of peanut butter. That's the first thing I would do if I had a dick. I'd fuck a jar of peanut butter. Peanut butter? You don't think it would be too sticky? 
Yeah, that would be great, right? Uh, I don't know. It seems like it might hurt. Or like two. Uh, or or mm, what else would I fuck? A pie, just because the movie. Mm. But it'd have to be cold. Like it can't be that warm. I think like w- a little bit warm. Or maybe Jello. Like a no. It might I be fun know. to just. I fuck your everything. Dick in I know my dick would touch everything. My, in my dick. Room. I would mushroom stamp every. I would mushroom stamp my old Lisa Frank pencils. Ugh. My old like plastic drawers. All my clothes. Just it, to be like mine like i totally get at one point how yes. men got so carried away by having a dick yeah and the whole like losing the virginity thing is only for women it's like oh my dick is so wonderful that you're no longer a virgin because of my dick like okay <laughs> but at the same time if i had a dick i'd be like i'm the king of the world if i had a dick uh if i had what's well, like, if, if i had, had a million dick. dollars oh yeah that too oh, i was going fiddler but. that was good i was going if i had a dick <laughs> i'd tell you what i'd fuck your butt Okay, I fuck that jar of Jiffy in your closet. Can I come over to your mom's house, please? Oh, and I'd also fuck a Dyson Airblade because I heard that what was the a f- thing. A Dyson Airblade. It's not actually a blade. It's oh, the hand dryer God, thing. Like Corinne. No, it's the thing where you put your hands uh, in and then slowly bring it up, which is one of, one of that and a Diet Coke fountain machine are the first two things I'm buying as soon as I hit it big. <laughs> oh, and also this I'm buying really, a pinball machine. This large porcelain rabbit that's in a store near your your, your apartment. Oh, why? Because it's the most, it's the it's the most obvious waste of money, and just kind of like a, <laughs> it's but something yeah. that you would walk into someone's house and be like, "Ugh, the you're rich fuck. and really annoying about I'd it." I put yeah, I'd buy it and maybe put a hat on it or something, just because like <laughs> you can do it's that. It's just ridiculous. Or you put your dick on it if you had a dick. Oh my god! Uh, speaking of dicks, speaking of dicks, but the penis kind, not the yes, mean not the mean person, person kind. Uh, this guest has a dick. I am so fucking excited for this week's guest. This is so interesting. This is someone who has had such a, an, uh, he's been in my life for so long and just always filled it with joy and I hadn't ever thought until quite recently to have him on the podcast and he has one of the most interesting sexuality sexual orientation coming of age stories that I've ever fucking heard in my entire life uh, he's a wonderful person I met him uh, in school we've known each other since grammar school in Union, New Jersey and now he's grown into a wonderful man and dance instructor and we're going to talk all about his life and religion uh, and you're going to hear so many amazing things please welcome Alistair Will I was just going through it backwards. Yeah, yeah. Did we meet in Connecticut Farms? Connecticut Farms. Oh, that my was the day. goodness. That was the, year. That that was was the, the day? It was everything. Well, we didn't meet like in preschool. No, 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 no. no. I, was in, I was in East Orange in preschool. Okay. So Union was was my third grade year. Third Who grade? Who did you have? I Who had was... Mrs. Fox. You were next door. I had Mrs. Browsick. And <laughs> oh. They had like, I heard she's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Browsick and Mrs. Browsick were besties. Were like, like best get laid, you know? I wish they did. Uh, and I, everyone was oh. so uncomfortable because I was the new black kid. And there were like three black kids in the in the in the school. I think Latissa Watson may have been there. Latissa Watson, she, shout I mean, out. You know. I thought there was a lot. It was mostly well, yeah, but, but non-white. It not it when not when I was a little girl. Third uh, and fourth grade, it, it was it was it was white. white. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I love taking advantage of my black privilege. 
which was wonderful. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, when you can, absolutely. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, I've known you for a very long time. I mean, my most vivid memories are from high school because we were in musicals right, together. Right, you, right, right, right. The sort of area where you really Such a bitch. shined. Um, and <laughs> one day more. <laughs> uh, and speaking of musicals, let's get yes. into what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> gay, 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 gay
least kindergarten. It went until about fifth or you, sixth you fucked, grade. You fucked him in kindergarten. It, it was it was it, oh, was, it was a lot. It, I think it began a lot like a, as dry humping. Right, um, yeah. and, dude. I did that with my friends, my girlfriends and boyfriends when I was that young. Right. No. It, yeah. And and yeah. And then it pro- progressed forward from there. But again, okay. we were seeing each other every single day. Yeah. So you were really ex- exploring your sexuality, you know, with, with people, people, you know, you know, and you see, and it would be like doing it with myself. So. Wow. <laughs> Do you know if he, he that that person is gay or not? I I don't believe. I don't want to out anyone. No, no, no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think children too. A lot of times <laughs> yeah. when they sexually explore, it's with men and exactly. women. It's not necessarily. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I, no, I, I think he has a uh, a daughter now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he's single, let me know. I mean, we have some history there. But. Where are you at? Maybe he listens to this Been podcast. Been fucking since kindergarten. <laughs> we go way back. Hello. <laughs> um, so you're in the search, and like, there you explain some of the things. This is the church. This reminds me a lot about like, like what you explain, like the opening of True Blood. Have you ever seen like the credits on True Blood, where they're like dunking people in lakes and shit? I didn't know that you were going to get the reference, but that's exactly how. Really? My church. But we didn't do the whole lake thing. But that was the kind of experience. <laughs> Did that we you do had. the teeth? blood thing? No. Good, because that'd be weird. <laughs> That's part two. That's after the rapture. Okay. That's what happens after well, the rapture. Well, it's coming in like a post-rapture. couple months or something. <laughs> Every year it comes. PR, post-rapture. Have you ever had your head dunked without you wa- you're wanting it to in a large body of water or a bucket or anything like no, that? I've always wanted it to happen. So really? it, it did happen. I was submerged twice underwater. Um, but nothing uh, nothing that was against my will. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So what, and was it like a basin or? It w- at, at the first church, it was a basin. It was a large basin. And then okay. the second church, it was like a real cool kind of pool. It was very classy. Ooh, was it that a baptism? Isn't it was, that a, it was both okay. baptisms, both. exactly. So you got baptized twice? Twice. I wasn't real enough You're the first baptist. time. I was very, very baptized, like, so many times. So many times. After the second baptism, were you like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking baptized right now? I you have no so idea. Like, I, I, th- like, I was like, I'm totally going to heaven twice. It's you know like wearing two condoms. Yeah. You just want to be yeah, sure. You want to be sure. I was sure. I was sure. <laughs> yes, I was sure. Yes. Wow. So, so, but but you said when you were baptized, you were that was not against your will. So, no, at, never. At one point, like, or at various points in your life, you were like into the religion. You believed in everything. Right, and... right, right, right. I, I that didn't end until about twenty five, twenty six. And how Whoa. old are you now? Thirty. Oh, I was wow. like, you have to be my age, right? right yeah. Right, okay. Right. So, I mean, you know, I I was a real big believer, literalist of the Bible. I mean, uh, Noah, the Ark, Adam and Eve, all of that. I mean, when you stuff. spend that much time with it, Jesus, it's a bit brainwashing. Literally, I Jesus, mean, it really, really is. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I believed in every word of it. Um, did you ever? Like, but did you ever like? Quite, I mean, cause so you're in this town. Like we didn't grow up in a particularly religious town. Right, Either way, right. I think it was like middle of the road, I would right. say. Some people were, some people weren't. Right. Um, but it wasn't like the South. Right. And so you're in church so long and you're hearing these stories. I mean, didn't you have friends outside of the church or in school when you started to go who would be like, what are you talking about? Or did you kind of keep it to yourself? Well, Corinne, you were my only friend. <laughs> Corinne didn't give a shit. Like, what kind of weird Jesus shit are you into? Let's experiment. Oh, let's... So Corinne, is there too. blood play or what? Can I wear black? Uh, you know, right? But you know, I, you know, the, the truth is, I was the new black kid, the new gay black kid in an oh. all predominantly white school. Um, so it was very difficult for me to feel really connected. Yeah, uh, I, and yeah. I felt like people really felt like they owed me something for some reason. So, <laughs> well, okay, the the white guilt thing of like, let's so, hang out with them. So much. It's nice. Less from the kids, a lot from the teachers. 
Because they didn't want to make you feel... It, well, they would allow me to call... Like an outcast? Like an outcast. So they, they would allow me to call the, the my, my home church and home school like during class. They'd be oh. like, hey, come downstairs and now, call home. Did you like that treatment or do you thought it was a little too much? I Because it wasn't like everybody else. You weren't being treated you know, like As the else. baby child and as the gay <laughs> oh, black you child, liked it. I loved every minute more. of it. I loved it. I would go back to it tomorrow morning if I could. You right. know? But uh, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I do... Uh, I, I, I didn't make connections the way that I think many of my other peers were in, in, in school, elementary school and junior high school. Do you think that's why you became like you, you were, I mean, just the quintessential extrovert. <laughs> I mean, we would be in like the band room changing for plays and he would be like performing around. I remember you put on like a man thong like there oh, was, yeah, was really serious. I mean, there was a lot. But but people it never came off to me as like th- this guy is annoying and he wants attention like because you were truly entertaining. Entertaining, and I felt like you were meant to be an entertainer, and you just have a, a like a warm warmness about you that people want to be around. But do you think that like that stemmed from you kind of feeling like an outcast, so you wanted to make everyone love you? Or I I, I think that from a very young age, especially being the black child in a predominantly white school, I learned how to perform very well. And I learned how to control a space. Mm. I don't. If I moved to if I if I stayed in in East Orange where I was, mm-hmm. I would have been one of many black kids. Um, but to have so much offered to me at such a young age, I really took that and ran with it. Um, and it really hmm. it, it has really uh, fostered and shaped the the way I view the world and my control over the space, things like that. So I don't think I was doing it consciously, but I don't think I, I came into my own until I was at least 25, 26 years old. Was there ever a moment where the things that you were being told at church rung a bell as that doesn't seem right. Not until I was 26 and started meditation. And then it was like, wait a minute, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, Adam and Eve, uh, that makes... And everyone populated the world from them. I don't understand <laughs> that. So, yeah. No, yeah. And you listed some things here that I think I, like, Christina and I have probably only seen on TV, like tongue talking and like yeah. people passing out, yeah. like real in church, Bible, in church. literalist stuff. Like, because they were overwhelmed by the spirit. Were you talking in tongues? Spirit. Did you do I, this? I, I, I was talking in wait, tongues. Wait, what do you explain? Can you do that? A little bit? Can you, can, what is that? No, no, is that no, 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 that's African. Like, that's this is like when the spirit comes out to you and you start like, it's that was so good. Like you're talking, it's oh, like something's it's talking like through gibberish you. and it's like, it's coming out. Exactly. It's like the guy in the wheelchair comes up and the pastor goes, okay, exactly. and then like 20 minutes exactly. later he can walk. Exactly. Right. And everyone's these sweating. Are, these are things exactly. that I knew happened, but then I never really, I, we just didn't live, I didn't know anyone, well, I didn't know that I knew anyone right, who was, right, right. Going to a church where this happened, can you like can you what? explain that a little bit? Like I, t- I don't really. Un- what? Yeah, how did that happen? I no, I it, it, <laughs> <The> fuck <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> explain in, your voodoo. In, in, hello, I mean, in, in hindsight, I wonder if the power of belief is so strong. It is. You it is though. It is fucking strong. That you really will create your own world. Right. Um, I, so, I mean, people do every day. It's right. just a matter of how extreme they let themselves go. This is a perfect example of that. And wow. I mean, I I still believe th- those moments for me for re- were really real they yeah really real but again i'm i'm more so leaning towards the power of belief as opposed to a real yeah. spiritual utterance of god so right so, so what would real. happen when someone would be speaking through a spirit like how would that start was he like everyone get around a circle it was we're so gonna common. do that weird thing no, no. <laughs> or that normal thing it, it was right right it was so common for us that we just we were we were expecting it to happen and we almost uh you know quantified someone's spiritual depth uh, by by how often they spoke in tongues oh yeah. my how into it they I got would only right. speak in jerry's tongues. rolling on the floor again he <laughs> loves god but, <laughs> jerry loves god more than 
everybody else. <laughs> He's really into it right now. Going to heaven. God just told me you know, to like, cheat on my wife with her sister. I, all right, God. I mean, if you want, you know, I guess I mean, someone has a condo in heaven hello. waiting. Oh shit, penthouse. Uh, but it's, and so when you speak in tongues, is it is it supposed to be evil? I'm obsessed with Please. it. This is interesting. Is it Please. is it evil leaving or goodness leaving or what? Ha- what is the actual? So it is the Holy Spirit okay. speaking through you. So but good ha- stuff. All good. Well, pause. We don't, we don't pause. <laughs> no neg. <laughs> who knows? You know. <laughs> typically, there's also an interpreter who is able to interpret your specific tongues. How the fuck they do that? I, well, I, I have zero ideas. Acting. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, do you think that might have magic been of acting. a method of control? Like how another reason how they could control you because could he really interpret it? Mm, he was guessing. Well, I think right. the inter- I think the interpreter. It's like tarot card reading. Hello, right. You don't really know, you, but you, you can make you're, up you're something. Stuff but out, when you, you know? believe it, you're like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna We're dump, all a lot I'm gonna more dump Mike. Exactly. I'm gonna dump Mike. She said the love of my life starts exactly. with the letter A. So exactly. No, the the interpreters were few and far between because that was a special gift from God. Um, but speaking in tongues nice was, to meet was you. often wow. was <laughs> often. I mean, people would do. I mean, I, I mean, that was I'm, a dime a dozen. Would you have to have the pastor do a thing like touch you on the forehead? So the process would be baptism first and then you would tarry for the Holy Spirit and then in the tarrying process you'd be given the gift of tongues and everyone doesn't get the gift. How do you tarry? Um, Everyone doesn't get the gift. (gasps) Oh that sucked Dave. He didn't get the gift. Dave sucked. It's like Valentine's Day in the first grade. (laughs) Except it's Jesus rejecting you. That feels real low. (laughs) He didn't get the gift and and, and some people people really tried and you didn't get the first time you didn't get the second time so I mean you, you really really hustled for for the Holy Spirit. You were hustling for it. You were hustling Every for day. the Holy Spirit. Every wow. day I'm hustling. You know? Every day I'm hustling oh. for God. Jesus. Okay, so you're you're in this you're from from the day you're born. And yeah. what, what what was the experience like having a, a mom who is a pastor? So it was, you know, the beautiful thing is my mom didn't give her life to Christ. Everything's in air quotes right now. I don't know why. That's but okay. Yeah. We'll just let the uh, listeners you. know. A lot of air quotes <laughs> Lots going of air on. Quotes. But, and, and, and mom, I love you. Um, you know, my, my mom gave her life to Christ when she was about 30 years old. Okay. Um, Why'd until she the, wait? Um, she, she, Prude. She, she, hello. She grew up in a Jehovah Witness, a Jehovah's oh, Witness geez. kind of family. Okay. And like a non, and like a secular family too for oh, the most okay. part. Um, so she, uh, she was far more objective okay. and realistic. And she also has her doctorate in therapy. So oh. you, were, you you had this mm. wonderful balance of reality and spirituality. So there was a weird mixed message at home at all times. Because uh, uh, so they were con- they were probably contradicting themselves a lot. Absolutely. But it, it's weird. You don't realize it until you look back at it. Right. Because during it, it was like, yeah, we, we have to serve God, but I love you so much, my gay son. You know? So That's the thing about balance. getting brainwashed. Oh, hello? Five, th- five years later, you're like, uh. Exactly. But your mom was the pastor at the church that you attended. She didn't become pastor or, of a church okay. until much, much later, but she was a minister at that church. So she, she okay. was baptized there, got the Holy Spirit there, ordained there, you know, started preaching there. And um, when you say she gave her life to Christ, what does that entail? How do you do that? So I think, she, I think that she went through the Jerk same process off. that I... <laughs> Jerk Christ off? Is that too far? Alice's mom just fainted. That might have been the most controversial thing anyone's ever I'm said on this, this podcast. This thing on Facebook. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is... Uh, I think that she just really said, you know, God, I want you to come into my heart, and then she got 
got baptized. Okay. Yeah. You know, and did then she, she opening that to him or what did she say? Did Yo, she God, you up to him? <laughs> she, 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 she hustled. She hustled like the rest of us. It's, <laughs> Does it anybody talk about, hustle. no one talks about Jesus's sexuality, do they? Like he had a dick. I, he did. But, Jesus had a dick. But beyond, he was beyond all of that earthly pleasure. Was his dick beyond that? I don't, you know, that's the thing. Oh, he was above that. Like, I don't need to masturbate Which and is, release. Right. Okay, Jesus. It's all of these stories that's where you're you kind of like, you're human, but you're not human, but you're kind of human. It, it, the whole thing, looking back, makes very little sense, but I believed it. Wait, was there any story about Jesus fucking? No, not not not. not so that he I'm didn't aware have of. any type of. I mean, it's weird because Jesus is so fucking hot in he every is, depiction I very, see him. He's a very attractive guy. I'm like, what about Jesus's penis? It needs love too. Well, we don't know what happens to him for a large part of his life. So I mean, I mean, really, Jesus, I'm sorry. I mean, if you are real, Jesus, I mean, let me. I well, mean, that's the thing, Mister Laird in high school. Do you know Mister Laird, the humanities vaguely, teacher? Vaguely, because vaguely. I was kind of like into religion. I was like believing in this, but then he told me that Jesus was is one of the most famous historical figures to never have written anything himself. There's lots Hello? of stuff written about him. Exactly. He never r- wrote anything and exactly. that's like almost unheard of so there's no real I proof. have a that's theory the though. I don't that's know if you've ever met anybody that does spiritual healing or does, does like psychic surgery or I've seen some shit from right. from people and that, that, I, <clears throat> that made me go okay there's something else out there that I don't know but right, I'm, right. I'm seeing proof of it. So I'm like what if Jesus? Well first of all Mary was a Mary got something there was some something penis in her because happened. there was a baby you know and you can't just get pregnant from the immaculate conception is don't not a tell thing. my mother that. and then sorry <laughs> but it's come on you know and then jesus what if he had healing powers and everyone at that time took that as holy shit jesus this is dope you're right. above us right, right. what if jesus just like had a bottle of advil and didn't tell anyone i mean come what on. if he had tylenol I mean, and right. he, everyone's like why is my fever going away and jesus I mean, is like i don't know you know i, I don't magic. know this i mean with jesus i i, I with jesus Jesus, so long ago, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I don't know what to believe about Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's real or or just a creation uh, that's been passed down and made real by you know a bunch of black people at my old church. <laughs> so I mean, at the end of the day, I'm I'm really I'm really content with my belief of who God is, and I support my mom and and my family yeah. with yeah. their belief. Although I do believe it's a cult. So you know, <laughs> was your Jesus black or white or in well, between? Oh, yeah, my Jesus was in between, and they made it really? very clear that my Jesus. In between, like the swarthy, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Darker skin, I mean, Eastern. That kind exactly. Of thing. That's I where mean, he came from. Well, where, right, exactly. Right, but I mean, like, there's different versions. So I know when I see a white Jesus, I'm like, okay, come well, on, white Jesus. I mean, white Jesus. Black mom will tell you tell you otherwise. She's like, no, 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 no. He was, There was no way he could have been white anyway if he was a real person because white. he didn't come. He, he came didn't from, come from Israel, Poland. You know, so <laughs> right, Israel. Is that is that correct? I don't want to. Jesus of Nazareth? I don't Nazareth, know. Is, is I that, don't know. Uh, whatever. I mean, no, I mean, Israel's, we'll get Israel's a long story. That's like a, a land that they took. That's a long story about that. I mean, it was from more of a Middle Eastern place. Okay, that's I right. mean, which is hilarious because of the state of, you know, yeah. of relations, relations with the there. Middle Hello. East. Um, Reality. Okay. So we're, we're going to church. We're going to church. We're having fun. We're speaking tongues. Speaking in tongues. And then at <laughs> 17, you're like... I love dicks, and yeah, I want everyone to know it. Yeah. And were you still in Uni High School? At, I was at U. I was I, 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 I was seventeen at Union, and I came out the closet to the theater circle. And well, <laughs> was I there? Was this an announcement? I mean, the thing was, I mean, not were you so, like I'm gay. 
<laughs> not to be like, rude, but I kind of didn't need an announcement. There was no closet. I mean, it, it was like I was in the closet lo- wa- like listening to gay porn, you know, like things like that. I mean, like there was no closet for me. Right, right, right. Um, in math class looking at gay porn. <laughs> you know, so, Everyone's so, like, Alistair, come on. I mean, re- I mean, so I mean, for me, I think that when I started dating, I think like some guy at that time, I made everyone aware that it was official. I was officially gay. Was it someone in the high school or outside of the high school? Yeah, it was oh. someone in the high school. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, without giving names. Uh, yeah, he was in a couple of grades younger than us. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so. And you had, but you had had sexual gay experiences long before that. Right, right, right. With with the, with the, with the, uh, the pastor's grandson. Had you, ha- and you had had sexual intercourse? No, we tried, but I don't think either of us knew, knew. what we were doing. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, so same he, thing in the straight community. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. We have no idea what the point is. <laughs> just like, yeah. I don't he know. He was aiming for something. Somewhere. <laughs> Let me tell you. He was figuring it out. When he did tried you to ha- put his penis in your pee hole. <laughs> when did you have oh. the self-realization that you were gay? I, I knew I you was just gay knew. for sure, you know, always. What did, your um, church, what did your church say about homosexuals? Oh, they were 300% against it. It was, it was a demon possession. What was possession. the rhetoric, though? Like, what did they say about it? How often did they talk about being gay? We didn't, we didn't talk about homosexuality very much. But when we did talk about it, it, the vitriol there was just so harsh. I mean, I remember one of my favorite pastors, still one of my favorite pastors, saying, you know, God didn't create faggots. Ooh. Um, and, and, but God created assholes, and I'm looking at one. <laughs> Ding. Zing, pastor. <laughs> Yeah. Drop the mic, gotta go. I loved and I loved her, but it was the reality of like for me beyond. Oh, it hurts more coming from a woman. Lo- oh, it was a her. Yeah, yeah. I, I really assumed um, that was, was a guy. A that no, was no, no, my it was bad. A her. Um, and for me, it was more so not even the idea of being gay, but it was the idea of being oh, or the truth of me being called a faggot. Yeah. from you know kindergarten, you know until high school, and then having a pastor say, "Oh, well, from church, not from fellow." Because you know they're not saying, "Alistair, you're a faggot," but unknowingly, if he, a, a little gay child is sitting there and someone one who he respects and spends a lot of time with is like, hey, gay people are faggots. Well, that's, yeah, you feel like a faggot. You feel like a fucking faggot. And then also, you know, I wasn't, when I was younger in elementary school or in junior high school somewhat, um, it wasn't my peers because they didn't know what a fag was. Uh, It was the adults. It was the teenagers. It was my sister's friends. It was all of them. Yeah, because making fun of you because you're a feminine and that's not Because like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, Alistair's just entertaining. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because kids have pure, like, you you learn to be hateful and people don't realize that. Right, right, right. Um, And we learned very well from church. How, what was was your friends' reactions when you said, "Hey, I'm gay"? Uh, I mean, they were. No one I, gave a I, shit. It was like, well, finally, final fucking late. Yeah, like, for you. Yeah. It was the uh, theater group. It, so it, I mean, right. it's, so we were yeah. we were so beyond. I, Did you tell I, your parents? I, my mom was. We were in the uh, the garage, and my mom made some like offhand joke about like, you know, oh, I think I think the neighbor's gay, but you know, you wouldn't know anything about that. Something really random. I'm like, well, she's just saying that to make she like to. It was it was, yeah. it, was it was a bait. She, I took yeah. it, and I came out the closet that day. Yeah. Um, oh. But we we had been through so much therapy, and we had talked about it so much that at this point in time, it was like, come on. So Alice what did she there. say? What did your mom say to you when? I think we were fine with it. Oh, I think cool. we got we got out of the car. I mean, she made macaroni and cheese or something and then we, we just got fat together I don't that's know that's nice um, no but it, it was it was it was more so a, a cumulative experience where we just started seeing more gay you know the gay porn on the computer and then okay. you know the gay boyfriends coming through and then you know me jerking off in the bedroom and things well, like that well thank god your boyfriend was gay because if you had a straight boyfriend Hello? that would have been awkward as fuck <laughs> um, I can't now you talk a lot about mom is there a dad in the picture no dad dad died when I was 22 
two. Oh, okay. um, but I didn't really know him at all growing up. So that was I So was, he just was living apart? Yeah, my, they were they were divorced when I was nine months old. Okay. Yeah. So, so being gay is a sin, but divorce is fine. Divorce was before my mom gave her life to Christ. Mm, yeah. So it was okay. It was okay back then. It was okay. okay. So um and you know, uh, you know, it's it's I think the, the Christian church has become uh quite progressive when it comes to divorce issues. That's great because they I have always do because a lot of people want them. Uh, well, Hello? someone like Kim Davis citing homosexuality as a moral sin and she couldn't give marriage license, but yet she's been divorced multiple times. It's like, well, you can't, bitch, you're just picking and choosing the ones right, that you, you right, want. Right. Well, I support Kim Davis 100%. Everything that she <laughs> in, does. In denying. <laughs> she's so, just a beautiful you soul know, inside and out. So and like, we're just actually going to isolate that clip and that's going to be the whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I support Kim Davis. Kim Davis, Mike Huckabee, Donald Trump. Oh, love Mike. Just all about them. So you're out, you're in the garage, you're out, in the house, you're out, you're out eating macaroni and cheese. Believe it or not, my sister didn't find out until a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? So I didn't say what? I didn't didn't come out to the family until much, much, much. I mean, recently. Uh, But to my mother, I came out around 17 years old. Right. I'm right on it. What did your sister say? Um, we were in the car recently, and she said, "Hey, so I hear you're gay," and it was kind of we kind of moved on from there. Oh, that's nice. It was very. Oh, it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't a thing. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. I mean, I had already posted on Facebook about me and this. I feel so bad mine, that so. I feel so bad that gay people have to come out. It is a, straight it people is do really not have difficult. to come out. Yeah. Trans people have to come out. Right. I, anybody who has to come out, right? I, I, right. I don't even understand what that experience is, but that sounds like an extra weight on your shoulders. Like, but so much. It was. It was. It's. It's. I, I know for the uh, youngins, uh, it's getting a lot. It's gotten a lot easier for them, which uh, is awesome. Wonderful. Oh my god, um, I love that. I love hearing stories of like it's wonderful. Kids, it's know? just it's mind blowing. Yeah. you know, because um, you really do know a lot of people know so early on. Right, 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 right. Um, I knew. And so, wait, how old? How much older or younger is your sister? She's eight years. So that's part of the reason. Which why. which way? Um, um, she's eight years older. Older. Okay. Right. I mean, she. She, you she lived knew. in the same house. Like we she lived had, in the same house. You know, girls know. I right. Mean. But, you know, for her, we you know when I was 18 years old, uh, rather when she was 18, I was 10. Right. So, I mean, we were she, just in two difference. different generations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm sure she knew. I'm sure my mother had been, you know, uh, telling her things, uh, you know, along the way. And I'm yeah. sure your mom had to have known for a long time. Like, if you were, you always a feminine. I mean, I, yeah, from, yeah. as long as I've known. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. I did, I did try a, a deeper voice stage for a while. But, right. Really? <laughs> you know, I did. Yeah, you said you went to a doctor and got and testosterone I tried it and they thought I was asking for penile, penile enlargement and I wouldn't have minded having both things happen. <laughs> okay, so wait, let's 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 focus on, so you come out at 6? 17. 17. Right. And for how many years, when do you decide to go back in? I, I went back in at 19 when I gave my life to Christ. Why? Um, I, I, I hadn't accepted that homosexuality is okay. Um, Which is understandable going back and seven days a week, 17 years behind you. Did anyone say anything to you to make you think that? You know, I have a very supportive family. My mom was pastor at that time. Right. But anybody Uh, else in the church? No. I mean, every, I mean, I I didn't grow up with that that environment, that community. That was completely you. That was totally me. Wow. Totally me. Well, what did you, when you thought about a pussy, like what, what is you, what's the first thought? Like. You, if you're gonna <laughs> you be straight, very, yeah, you made a stank face. That was a rough but one. But like, that means you gotta 
put your dick in a vagina. For for God at that time, it would, would be weep. worth it. I wow. would do anything. God, God must be a real good friend. You know, you stick my penis in a vagina. Hello, you know. And I tried. I mean, I really did try. Well, I look. I, I gotta say, I rem- I saw on Facebook. I remember vividly the oh day goodness. that I saw that you had a girlfriend. I oh think I almost goodness. fell off my office chair. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I texted Paula. <laughs> Paula Dons, and I was like, I was like, what I know. is happening? Just the lies okay, please I tell explain. <laughs> okay, so you decided to give your life to Christ. Life to Christ, Christ. hates gays. Christ You're is not the a Christ fan of the gays. You, yeah. So how? Of the act. So how did you go about becoming straight? Um, so it was it that was, was air quotes. It, 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 right. Um, well, after baptism, you just went back into the closet, and then you. I think everyone just was like, he really because I think with the Christian Church, you don't believe that anyone is gay. You believe that they're straight and they're battling with this demonic possession, mm, this demonic okay. oppression. You got to do some tongue. Like it's a tongue phase. It's a phase. He'll have to work out of it with prayer, with fasting. With so you Bible. view that part of yourself as something that you could improve. Prove upon because exactly. it's bad. It's like a bad. Exactly, exactly, wow. exactly. Oh, so, your sexuality is so like who hello. a person is. Like it really, it's everything. Like I mean, the, the residuals are in my sex it's your life. Soul. Now. It's um, believe me. So it's just one of those things where it, I, I didn't think I was perpetrating and trying to be to be something that I wasn't. I was trying to pray the gay away. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. When you, when I Corinne forwarded me the notes, I was like, what the fuck? Right. right. But it, you know, you you have a reason why you did that. There right. was logic in your. brain brain that right. moved you to do that so right. um and and so how what what you got baptized again got baptized again well, what kind of conversations would you be having with god in your own head when you're trying to pray the gay oh, away oh and my goodness pray you know, the gay away it is it's kind of heartbreaking i remember not being able to fall asleep because if i fell asleep and i was still gay i would wake up in hell and that was the constant Whoa. fear Jeez. Uh, I was an adult. I was an adult battling with Talk this. about anxiety. So, I mean, all of those moments were very, very real. Um, and and I, I struggled with that. Did you talk out loud to God or did you talk all, all in your the head? time out loud yeah. in my head on my knees? What did you say? Um, it was it was a lot more of, you know, God, if, if 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 you've made me this way, you can take this away from me as well. Um, and I and I had, and I know Bible script. I mean, like I, my mom's a pastor, so I yeah. know the Bible scriptures and I couldn't figure out ever why the scripture wasn't aligning like with, with the, the manifestation of this, you know release you know Uh, so uh, it was very very difficult for me but again when you are in that space of belief it's more your fault than anything else I was gonna say did you take it as a challenge or did you think you were just like a bad person (laughs) challenge accepted I'm serious like because you know a lot of times like religion is like uh, well God wouldn't you know present you with anything that uh, that you can't handle and it's almost like sometimes I feel like uh, religious people take it as an honor to be presented with a lot of struggle because they're like well God must have made me super strong and given me this really difficult challenge because he thinks that I can get over this. Right, 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 right. Uh, right. Or did you feel just like gross? Or it was like a mission maybe? Like Lord of the Rings? It it definitely felt more like an abomination. I felt Mm -hmm. like I was just an abomination. I felt like I got hit with the ugly stick and it was called homosexuality. So, Mm. what about the testosterone? Tell us about that. So, so, you know, in the black community, being gay is one thing. Being femme is a whole different ball game. Uh, And 
I suffered from both, you know? So um, when I was, I think around 18 years old, I had asked my mother to take me to the doctor to be put on testosterone to lower my speaking voice in the hopes that I could, you know, lead a heteronormative, you know, lifestyle. What did she, um, what was her opinion on that? My mom, choice? you know, my whole family is just so supportive like, of Alistair. Okay. So they were like, hey, you want to be heteronormative? Go for it. You know? Right. Well, they're letting you learn. Do what you're going to exactly. do. Learn from your mistakes. I don't know if that's going to be a mistake or exactly. not. But if you exactly. want to do it, you want to do exactly. it. I, I, that's nice. I, I, that's one thing I don't suffer from as an, an asshole with family. Wow, I just don't have wonderful. that. I just don't have that. Um, How did the, the black community treat you? Uh, it was torture. You know, I never, I've never, I never felt safe uh, amongst my 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 community, especially growing up in church, uh, because again, I had so many people from so many different directions telling me how I wasn't enough, or that I was a oh faggot, or I was. I mean, it was just. It they was really would torture. Would call you faggot? I, I there were. It, I think when it was younger, it was more like girl. When I became older, it was definitely fag. They faggot. graduated to fag. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm, my, my best friend you know, who wasn't black, but she used to call me Mr. Faggay. So, I mean, it was one of those things where I, I was getting hit from both ends and it became difficult, you know, when your your people, in air quotes, don't uh, accept you and then the people you're trying to 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 fall uh, to fall in love with and have them fall in love with you, they don't accept you either. It was really oh, difficult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really difficult. That's really hard. So yeah. how, how, how did you, did you ever express to your best friend that that made you feel shitty? Yes, but I think that it, homosexuality was always the, the the butt of the joke. So it's yeah, you're right, and it's interesting. Whenever a group like that, is yeah, whenever a group is repressed in any way, right. like, like homosexuals, and then everyone says, "Oh, it's so gay, you're so gay," right. and it's like, well, that kind of bothers me. And then a lot of times when people do speak up, it's right. like, "Whoa, okay, I didn't." Uh, I'm like, you wouldn't be speaking up if it didn't bother you. Right. He's not right, lying. Right, right, Come right, on, right, 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 right. No, um, it, was, it was it was it was a doozy. I mean, <laughs> I, and I think for me, especially with the black community it's so hard when your gender re- rejects you because I'm not man enough but yeah. then it's also difficult when your race rejects you you know mm-hmm. so I had re- I, and I still oh battle God. with real identity issues because I you don't really learn who you are because no one's ushering you through that process right you know so um, why do you think the black community from your experience tends to not like effeminate gay black men I, I think a lot of it stems from slave mentality I think that when you you uh, strip people of their humanity and oh, you yeah. focus so much in on their physicality. Uh, oh. You know, that that is something that gets passed down generation to generation. So, and I always, I always say this to everyone, you know, my mom went through post-segregation. My grandmother went through Jeez. segregation. You know, her grandmother, you know, her mother went through segre- I mean, through slavery. So, oh, I mean, we're talking God. about literally, what, three or four generations of just, you know, um, idealism when it comes down to masculinity. Oh, wow. um, so, so it's that. And then a lot of it has to do with religion you know the black church really is all about jesus and the bible and when the bible says in leviticus that you know gays are horrible and it's an abomination they believe it um i was listening to uh lena dunham has a podcast she had her mom on she was interviewing her mom Lori simmons who's an artist and she said something that that clicked in my head and i was like oh because I've always, I've always been confused since I was a child about why people are hateful. Right, I don't get. Right. I know you learn it, but why? Right, right. And she said, having an enemy makes people feel alive. Absolutely. And I was like, Absolutely. fuck, Lori Simmons. Absolutely. Use is right. Absolutely. So it's Absolutely. almost like people want to hate a group. Absolutely. It doesn't even matter. I'm going to hate people with green is. shirts. I'm going to hate black people. I'm going to gape. Whatever. Well, it's kind of like the same thing as like competition. Like it's like it gives you someone to be 
to be better than, to strive, goals, right. to go right. pa- to go past, to, to right. knock down, and feeling better than somebody, to right. burn, knock down your ego. Yeah, right. And and that and that, and that and it brings trend, you together too. Yeah, you know, and, and, that, and that's that, all I know. Person together, right? And that transcends, you know, race. And, I mean, I mean, you. Everyone hates the you know the office bitch that everyone just can't stand. Right, yeah. I mean, like, but everyone loves complaining about her. Exactly. And, but if she wasn't there, work well, would be boring. Work, and then you like, would find fun, someone yeah. else to talk about. I mean, yeah. I think people like having a common enemy. So for me, gay was that common enemy. Femme was that common enemy. In some cases, being black was the common enemy. So yeah, it's really interesting because I was even I've been living in Harlem for a couple of years, and even that, I mean, it's not like I grew up by any means in a in a white town. I know it was right, right. white when we when no, we no, were but kids. It, it moved quick. <laughs> it moved quick. It, 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 we didn't do West Side Story for no reason. <laughs> you know, with, with all black people are sharks. I mean, like it was the weirdest fucking thing. We're like, mm. Mm, it got a little dark in here. What <laughs> no. play are we doing this Hello? year? Oh, Jesus. Grapes are rat. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't. But uh, yeah, and I it just even, you, you know, you shoot up a hundred blocks and you're kind of in a different world. Like the right. things I hear about there, it's like I really feel like it's regressed. And I and I and I'm not like, oh, this is it's because it's just it's just it's like it's almost like I don't know that like some new ideas didn't get there. And that sounds racist, and it's not. It's just well, a reality. But I feel like when you look at the root of the problem, public education, <laughs> right public now. education yeah. in poor neighborhoods, like it starts there with right. somebody believing in you as a child, and the whole idea of uh, school in- integrating schools right, right, will right. save children, education black, white, so everyone. And so important. And no one. It's like all. Oh God. But on the flip side, in my building alone, I, I, there are like more trans people who live in my oh, building really? then i and so it's it's this amazing oddly liberal it's just this amazing like grouping of yeah. people who are shouting right. uh like you know really horrendous things to right, me as right. a woman on the street and right. uh definitely homophobic things th- thrown around a lot right, right. especially because you know uh Harlem's you know when you're gentrifying an area the the gays are always the first group to move in because right. they're like they're fearless yes. i'm here i'm here yeah. yes and um so it's just really interesting, but uh, yeah, I just don't know what it must be like to be different well, this, when you're already different. Like right. the group, you're already yeah, different. You're different from the dif- other different people. Right, 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 right. And you know, th- this will be my Raven Simone moment. You know, um, <laughs> yes. you know, as as the you know the black community, we're we're still progressing forward. I mean, when you've gone through slavery, you've gone through segregation, we're we're still a bit behind when it comes to some of these things that come a bit more easily to white communities. Uh, you know, uh, who haven't had to build uh, or deal with some of the hardships that black people. Oh have. my God, yeah. Being, the uh, whole being, when you said yeah. being stripped of your humanity, exactly. e- even if that's generations ago, it doesn't it's matter. It's still that's, so relevant When you today. humiliate your your soul and you're right. treated like exactly. nothing, like exactly. I cannot imagine the psychological effects exactly. of that. And how that just, and it, it hits you at, I mean, generation, I mean, it's going to take generations for us to heal from that hurt. Yeah. But I think that we're just building our humanity. We're building our personhood up right yeah. now. And also, and you're kind of like, you're worrying about other shit. Like we, we're, you know, it's like you can't really be concerned with men who want to be women or women who want to be men or right. who We're are and want to show it on the We're outside. We're not even there yet. Yeah, because you're still, yeah, you're so fucking, because it's like, it's, and I talk about a lot with the, the. there's a lot of talk about trans people and that's like kind of like the new black, right, I right. feel in some ways, but it's the like new gay. black people right, right. didn't even get 
their what they, what they their moment. Right. Oh, oh no. yeah. The, the, so yeah. it's well, like are still, I, why are we jump cutting the line? Oh, it, <laughs> yeah, it, I know. It, it, yeah, the, the, I mean the the line. Not <laughs> that there's a line. Everyone should go at, at the same at time. At the same time, right? But, but fair enough. If you look at the way everything like rolled out historically, it's like come on, we're moving. We're it's it's, it's moving on. But I you but know working still, on it for so still long. Still white people for who so long. are really racist. Uh, it, but you know, I gotta I gotta say though, and this is not to defend our culture, but it goes both ways. You know. I definitely understand that, you know, we have as a community a ways to go where we really accept black people and, and usher them into their new stage of evolution, whatever that may mean, that mm-hmm. bullshit Raven Simone stuff. But <laughs> not treating them like they're black, exactly. treating them like they're human, right, looking right. at them and truly not seeing a skin color. Right. But, but I also feel like many black people, not all of them, but many black people have to break free from 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 the uh, the learned helplessness that religion kind of dictates. Right. That they were grown up and taught. It, it, that's the Very thing. Interesting, yeah, that's the thing. So when you were trying to be straight, yes, did you hook up with? You had a girlfriend. I had a girl. How the fuck? Tell me how that happened. What I, age was this girlfriend? I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend. Oh, was she really one? hot? I, I've had I've had like several girls that I've dated over the course of of, of the my straight life. period. Of my straight, you know, throughout, you know, just the were they all gay. really hot? Because gay guys get the hottest girlfriends. Oh really? <laughs> From my experience, like in high school and in college, and people, like, I'm like, yo, they always get the hottest I, chicks. You know, I, I, for me, I, I did. I definitely. I think I had so much insecurity about being a man that I was like, "I'll take anything." <laughs> like, where is the good sign old sheet? Ethel you know? over there? She <laughs> hasn't been touched in a while. Hello. She'll welcome your smile. She welcomed my smile, and we were both Christians for Jesus, so it was just, "I don't have to touch you." It was good. Oh, I knew she wow. had to be religious. It, oh, she because you had, there had to be a reason why you weren't gonna I, fuck. Oh Did no, no, we touch didn't have a to titty. Fuck. No, I did, didn't do any of that. I didn't you do didn't any touch of that. a vagina. No, with your, you didn't no. even touch. You yeah. dated multiple women, but you didn't. Nothing sexual. Uh, uh, when I was in high school, yes, that happened. Um, but uh, I did touch a vagina when I was in high school. Were you drunk? I was. I was. I was alive. I was. I was feeling. It. <laughs> I was just, just really living. What did you touch it with your fingers? Mean? Well, I touched it with my fingers, and she taught me how to do it. Aww. I was doing the whole pokey thing. She wasn't yeah. into the pokey thing. Yeah, like no, 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 no. You know, so as she gave me the uh, the, uh, the the motion of my finger that that's that's comfortable for her, and uh, and it was it was it was interesting. You know, <laughs> like it was it was a thing. Where you're like, huh? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a little arm <laughs> I see where you're going with this. You know? um, so, yeah, it, it, it happened, and I'm better for it. Um, <laughs> Do you really feel like you're better for it? I'm glad Try I know. Try something new? Well, I'm, I'm glad I know what it feels like. I mean, I have no doubts I'm a gay man. Yeah. You know? But uh, but I definitely am grateful for the experience of being with. And she was hot. No, she was hot. Yeah. That's, that's fair. She was hot. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Now, the testosterone shots, were they just in? Like, I never got them. They never oh. gave it to me. Oh, they okay. never gave it to me. So you I, never got the low voice. I, I mean, I never got the low voice. Did you put on another voice? Like a straight quote voice. I did try to go. I went to very uh, uh, several speech with um therapists and went to oh, an geez. acting coach to to teach okay. me how to speak without the gay lisp yeah. is what we called it. Yeah, uh, which I think is a fair acting request. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, no, yeah. I know a lot of gay guys. My best gay friend, men. When I sent him when I was uh, man- managing for a hot second. I sent him to one. Because absolutely, it's feedback that you get in. Uh, oh, and there's that documentary too. Oh yeah, talk gay or something like really? that. Really, I don't know. Yeah, that. and it's all about the gay voice and yeah. how. It, what do you think about that? How is that some how you've always talked? Because it was all, yeah. a lot of like a lot of homophobic middle-aged white people in the South, because I know some is why I'm pinpointing that area. But uh, 
uh, one of the things they always say is, why do they talk like that? Right. right. Why do you talk like that? I don't, I, I, definitely not a choice. I mean, if it yeah. was, I would give it up in a second. Well, I would have given it up in a second. Um, uh, but I listened. I you heard- have standard stage dialect. I can tell that you've had. Because I, I majored in acting. <laughs> thank and, you. Thank you. Thank like, you. Like my final was reciting a four page long poem. I'm just here. I'm on a here. Um, no, I, I, I most recently I was listening to my voice, I guess on a recording. I was like, oh. <gasps> I love the way I sound. You do. That's so voice. nice. I was like, I and I was like, your that. voice is pretty deep, honestly. Well, I, I mean, I, it took it took me again, therapists and vocal coaches to tell me you have a baritone speaking voice. And I was like, I don't have that. I'm so gay. I'm a faggot. My pastor told me that two years ago. You know, um, you yeah. know, you, you know, you yeah, sound yeah. intelligent. You're well spoken. Like it doesn't. Thank it's you. and it's also what you're saying, not how you're saying it. It's the same kind of thing with like the at all like uh, I don't know like a lot of men are against like people who speak like the Kardashians with like a right. vocal. Fry. It's right, like vocal fry is real. And stuff. Right, right. I don't even care. Yeah, but it's like you just talk how you talk. You yeah. talk whatever. How you talk. Who cares? Exactly. Doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. That's the evolution of person. I mean, I, lo- I love the, the people are just ev- evolving and being who they want to be. And yeah. Vocal and fry is nice. real, and so is the gay list. And I'm <laughs> it's down a with journey. It, you know, it's such a journey. <laughs> Did you? I read you got. An exorcism? Exercise two times. Exorcism. Yeah. What um, the fuck? On my own accord. I was all about it. That was all Man. me. That was part of the process of getting the gay the out? getting the gay out. So Please walk us through an exorcism. So, you know, it, it wasn't done at my at my church. So I had to find a church. And there was a church in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. That oh was a sister God. church of ours. Amazing. Um, and they were, they were based out of a hotel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do exorcisms. Here's the thing, though. Um, not really a thing. Just come to the Marriott and just don't ask questions. Well, because I would imagine exorcism would make you hungry, so you need lots of vending food. Machines. Cherry it Hill has important. some good. Cherry food. Hill was on top of it. Yes. Um, we were. We were. They. They had service in like I guess a conference hall, and then we had the exorcism in Whoa. I guess the, the main dining room. It was a big Did thing. You, like, what? <laughs> Wait, were people? Did you sign up to get an exorcism? No no, 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 no. It was. It was. It was me, and it was I guess. I'll sign so, up. <laughs> You know, several of the pastors who were there, and it, they sit you in the middle of a, a room. And I brought my Bible with me. I didn't, I didn't know how the whole thing worked. And they were like, "You're not going to need that. Um, you will need that when you're done with this exorcism, buddy. <laughs> you'll be you'll be super heavenly." Um, so uh, it was a bunch of people walking around you, screaming in your ear, or, or speaking in your ear, or whispering in your ear. But oh. they were talking to the demon that was supposed to be inside of you, and they would say things like "Come out" and like "You need to come out," and you know. That lust come out and, and homosexuality come out hoping to kind of speak on whatever the sinful desire or sinful name of that demon was and pull it out um, and typically if it came out it would have come out in some sort of bodily fluid kind of way you, you throw shit? up yeah, shit people piss, shit during exorcisms come you know people come during exorcisms the, the guy who who had who was gay he who was also exercising me told me that that's how his, how he had I feel like he just goes ex- to get exorcisms and they're like Larry <laughs> You were just here. I know. I needed. I needed again. It's so weird. It didn't work. Do it again. Do it again. Come on, do it. Right. What so, yeah. emotionally traumatic. It seems emotionally traumatic, but I don't know if you're coming. You know, I'm. I'm I mean, no, you I'm, seem pretty chill with the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> you've, like, yeah you've like been through a lot, and you're like, yeah, whatever. It makes some. It like makes so Panera much bro. sense to me. I mean, you know, again, when you grow up in an environment that just believes so hard, yeah, this was all it's part of the process. Belief is real. Um, but I also was blessed. I didn't have to go through my head didn't spin around i didn't like come or shit or throw up um did you see anybody come no, shit or throw up no it was just me in the room it, I, it was just, oh, your just personal, one at a time it's just your personal it's, exorcism it's, it's, yeah. exactly and so, how many people are walking around you i guess there had to be about three or four people around me were they yelling 
or whispering or both? It depends on the time. It depends on what wow. you know what, what the game uh, what, what, what the goal was. I guess at that moment. And did you come in and say, "Hey, I need this because I'm gay"? Right, right, right. And I and they're like, "Okay, let me get out my anti-gay scripture absolutely. real quick." And uh, no scriptures at all. Or, it was, or yeah, lines. Exactly. They they were just literally get talking the to the out. demon. I guess the it was Holy just free Spirit. verse. Yeah. What did they <laughs> What did they say? Did they say anything interesting to the demon? Like, no, they're really, hey, demon, look, I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. Um, they're, they're calling you. They're calling it by name. Like they would say, Corinne, come out. Christina come out and oh. hopes that whatever that name was, you would come out. They gave me a book to read. I had to list the various possible names of my my demons. What were the names? I mean, it had to be like Trevor. lust. Oh. <laughs> I thought like Trevor, Paul, you yeah. know, like Mark. Um, he just goes to the baby name book. You're like, <laughs> I don't know, Sunny, Aaron, <laughs> hello, Andrew. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It, it, it again. That wasn't a traumatic for me. Thank God. So I think that That'd that would have been worse than being gay. They just went all the names just to hope in front of you for the exorcism. Hello? And then once they got the right name, they were like, "Oh, I'm here." Yeah. And then the demon was like, "Oh, peace out." And That's like, the I goal. Can't believe it was Xavier. We went through God, all. Damn it! She started. <laughs> me right now. God, I need That's a coffee break. Bullshit. Exactly. exactly. So, how did you feel at the end of the exercise? Well, I went back. I had to go back twice because I, the first time nothing really happened. You're like still like dick. Yeah, and it was it was heartbreaking. It was really yeah, sad because your sexuality. Like, why would you want to part with that? I mean, oh no, you're... I was ready to get rid of that. I was happy that the, that the exorcism didn't work. Oh. I was hoping that I was going to pull through and I was yeah. going to walk out a straight you looked man. looked at it as a, bad, as a sin. Yeah, because um, if you're something about yourself that you don't like, and there's this kind of quick fix. Right? Thing to do it, and yeah, that sounds great. And that's how oh, cults happen in theory. And that's how quick fixes happen. for the things you feel horrible and about, and I'm gonna control happen. you. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow. my god. Okay. How many exorcisms did you have? When was two. the second two. one? Uh, it, it had to be a month with it, uh, apart. From okay, each other. so really close next right, to each right, other. Right. And you like right. sign up. Uh, I just emailed like them. And say, hey, y'all. <laughs> uh, hey, it's me again. Need an exorcism. Hello? Like, when you got, you know, exactly. Re exorcism. <laughs> you know, and, and they were all about it. You know, they they were really. In, I mean, was it, there a fee? No, it was all free. Oh, oh yeah. on the house. It was all. It was this exorcism pro bono me. work. You know. Okay, well that's uh, nice at least. Yeah. They were very kind. I support. I, I support their kindness very much. What other reasons would a person get ex- an exorcism? And, I mean, and the the idea of an exorcism is because you are so. It, it's like it's all. Sin, so yeah. any sin okay, can okay. open you up to the devil or demons inhabiting your body. Okay, you know, Got so it. it can be absolutely anything. Oh, have you talked? Have you talked to any of these people who were involved in your exorcism? Mm-hmm. Like. Do they, you know you know where they're roaming? Oh, I, I, hey, Lisa, remember yeah, me? They, I mean, I mean, I, I know that they're all doing well. Do you think, uh, do you think they you would know? be bummed that you're gay? I think that they would. I think that they would be disappointed because we all because that means they're failures. They're. I, mean, I think we we invest. Who's the so real much failure, time, Lisa? You know, right, right. And and we no. That's the thing. We walked away from it saying, well, you know, the demons probably came out of your breath or when you were shaking your hands. That's how the demons got did out. Did you fake the movements or did you no, really? Yeah. Because no, no. I understand that you can get in this. And you can, and you will move, and you will shake, and you will speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues, it was all very, very real. Wow. But they told me to shake my hand, so that's how I knew to shake oh, my hands. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Huh? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. It's real. It's real. So then, um, all that exorcism that didn't work, no. and then at twenty four, damn it, you're like, guess what, JK, I am gay. It, it that came with a process. I mean, I remember, I remember working at Rutgers and running around a field at like the middle of the night. Where cl- were you working? I was at Mason Gross. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and uh, I was, it was a Sunday, so mm-hmm. I was like doing office work. It was God's day. Mm-hmm. I was listening to gospel music, and I was crying at my desk. I'm like, God, I 
know I'm gay. And uh, I, I remember like leaving the office and running around and like, God, why did you make me gay? Take it away. And I'm running around the field dramatically and I'm crying. And I'm like, if you don't want me to be gay, then send me a sign. Oh my gosh. Send me a sign. Send me a sign. Send me a yeah. sign. And I said, God, if you don't want me to be gay, send me a sign at 1030 tonight. You know, and uh, my boyfriend was like searching for me because he hadn't heard from me in a very long time. He's like, what's going on? He came to the office and I'm like, listen, honey, I just spoke with God at 1030 tonight. There's going to be a sign. It's going to be a miracle. You have to believe. And you could tell that he was looking at me like a drunk. Like you, how you look at a drunk person. Like, okay. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Condescending a little. You know, was your like, boyfriend yeah. religious? No, no. He, I mean, complete agnostic atheist. Like, just, I mean, wow. like, Was he like a little offended that you were like trying to pray your way like, out of the relationship? I'm really, tr- I'm really trying to not be attracted to you for the rest of my I, life, boyfriend. I have, so. I have dated some of the most amazing and the most patient <laughs> He probably men. knew. He knew that you can't do that. Right, right. I mean, he, he wasn't about that. So he probably was like, oh, He was, he was just on like, board. You, you get his thing. Right, yeah. right. So he, Aww, he was sweet. very patient and we went Aww. home and we sat on the bed and we waited and 945 rolled by and, and 10 o'clock rolled by and 1030. I'm like, you have to be patient. It's coming. Believe me, it's coming. And and we were. I feel like that was the thing. If, yeah. if we held hands, the miracle wouldn't have come, you know. Yeah. Um, and then turn thirty came and said, oh, "It's not coming. It's not coming. It's coming." He's like, he's like it's, "We need to like go to bed, Alistair." He's like, "He's like, no, it's it's coming. It's coming right now. It's coming." Oh Eleven o'clock rolled by. It just it was just torture. And wow. um, you know, I don't know if he was the sign from God saying, "Bitch, you're gay. Just love yourself, love your boyfriend, and move on." Um, but I think that from there, it was pretty much like, "I got to figure this out. I got to get healthy." Did it shake your belief in God and what? Like that's got to be weird to be taught one thing your whole life and then all of a sudden go well that that's bullshit never you you live in a state of delusion until you really step out of it man and most people do not i mean it's hard it's for hard. a person to it's step really out of it it's really hard it's really really hard so i mean when i, I meditation was i mean all of the 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 woo woo bullshit that you hear about meditation yeah 100% do it it will change oh, your I life oh i love meditation it will change your life oh my god it will change it it really opened me up to being like oh that makes no sense do you still get treated poorly by the black community I, you know, I think that my community or is... Or people in general or... People, no. I think the community now is is really like gay or artsy. So for me, like, I, I, I'm I'm home. Uh, That's nice. It is a bit difficult going back to church. I haven't been to my mom's church in about a year and a half. And I was once director of her, her children's choir. Oh, wow. Um, so it's difficult for me there. But I'm just not, I'm in a space where I'm like, I need to be healthy and whole, you know. And, wow. and I need to be around people who are encouraging that. That's amazing. But they were good to me. They they loved me too. But they all knew I was gay. But they loved me. But I couldn't be authentic there. I couldn't be like, hey, guys, I'm bringing my boyfriend to church with me today. Right, man. So. God damn, I can't believe so many people. I was I sent Corinne this article. I don't know if you've heard of this in Uganda. They don't like gay people well, I, there. The, the, there's the killed gay gays ban, I believe, right? Or law. So, do you know the the origin of that? No, no, no. What's so, God, I watched this Vice piece, and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right, right now?" Right, right. And then I did more research. There was an article in 2012 in the. Uh, in the Guardian, it says U.S. Uh, evangelical Christians accused of promoting homophobia in Africa. And what would happen was these three main organizations, American Center for Law and Justice, Human Life International and Family Watch Inspiration uh, International, excuse me, uh, came over. These white evangelical people came over to Africa and started setting up camp. Like, meaning an office. Oh, my goodness. And preaching about homosexuality being a right, sin, right. throwing out that pedophilia card. Yeah. And yeah, there were yeah, some yeah. politicians at the time that 
were like, gay people suck. And then people, but it right. got so ingrained right. in that country that you'll be killed if you're gay. Right, 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 and then right. I'm like, fucking white people came over to <laughs> Africa? And are you fucking, what? I know. Oh my God. I know. I know. Why do people suck, Alistair? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. But I, I just pray for everyone's emotional I mental just, health. I just don't I get really how do. a, a cult-like mentality of that can spread and be so it's real i it is like they believe it they believe that gay gay people are are sinful as much as i believe that women should have access to health care right, right, right i mean right. with a passion right the, i've i've learned that with many people who are against gays it's more so the fear of the wrath of god you know, why and is everyone so afraid of God and no one's afraid of the fucking devil? I mean, Isn't the devil the bad guy? Isn't God supposed to be your fucking? They both are. Chump? You know, and 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 it's it's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I totally understand. No, I mean, in, in, in really, in in a lot of more intense religions, you're you're supposed to be a God fearing. Oh, God fearing. I remember. Oh my I remember having a very uh, when I was pretty young, asking my mom because I heard the term God fearing, and I was like, "But mom, why would I fear God? I thought I was supposed to, you know, be." friends with God or God was like on my side. Right. Um, so it's really interesting to me and I always find this interesting when people who grew up feeling very uh, kind of almost shunned by their religion right, right. still come out from it uh, believing and, and praying and being a part right. of the faith. So how, what are you, what is your faith like these days? I'm out there. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, sorry mommy. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that I identify with being Christian. Okay. I think that I, I've told people this and I'm culturally Christian. There are people who are culturally Jewish, or like me, yeah. grow up. In it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there, there, are, there are moments when I'll be walking past a church and I'll hear a chord, and I'm like, oh damn, um, you know, that's God speaking. Um, but I'm deeply, deeply spiritual, um, and I think that spirituality for me it's just aligning with the laws of human, of, yeah. of, of nature. And you, you can know? make like, your spirituality whatever you want. Right. Like, there's no rules for right. spirituality, there are no which rules I love. For spirituality, and they don't like discriminate anybody. Exactly. That's pretty dope. You know. And do it's, you believe in God? I believe I or a be- God like I, I I definitely believe in a in a, a source be a uh, source thing. I don't believe in a personified God. I okay. I just don't. Um, like I, the I, universe, the, the universe, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, but I feel I just I feel really blessed that I have the experience in dogmatic Christianity because I get to know that belief can really shape the way that you're you're that you see the world. You and, have a unique perspective that very few people. Uh, can speak to. Yeah, oh, it, it's a blessing. I mean, it really is a blessing. I, mean, I feel like all the fringes are. You know, you, the fringes teach you how to be in the middle. So, uh, you know, I, this is definitely a fringe, let me tell you. You know, yeah. some. It's just so, like, even something like shame, you know, if you're taught that oh women gosh. who have sex before marriage are whores. Right. And you, and you, that was ingrained in you. Right. You won't open yourself up to sexual experiences that could be the most amazing, beautiful right. moments in your life right. or whatever. And right. um, just I see all these people holding themselves back because right. they're like, but I believe but this. I believe. But but I believe. Uh, and that's what do you so do? What do you do? Like, how do you you can't get through to that? I mean, can I mean, maybe you can. I don't know. And, and that's that's exactly how I feel. And it was like I remember there was a moment where maybe several uh, five, maybe three or four years ago when I was just sitting in at home. And I'm like, I got out. But there are people who are 40 and 50 and. Mm. But you got out because you were gay. You're gay. Like you had an out. 
You had a, something that contradicted exactly. Exactly. these straight motherfuckers. Exactly. Or I, people right. are so deep in right. denial. But I think there's other things or other quote unquote sins that will happen in your life, whether it's, you know, as far as it doesn't have to be your sexuality. It could be a career that you want to get into or that you want to get a divorce. I mean, I think there's a lot of kind of ways there just has to be. There's that moment in all of our lives when I think we question everything or who we were and it shakes us a little bit. Right. Yeah. And if right. it's even not, if you're not religious. And if yeah. it's not, it's like you're kind of you're kind of not you're really coasting. living life to the you're fullest. Existing. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're just existing. oh, why wouldn't you want to live you're life just, and like do good you're shit? Phoning it in. And sadly and for a feel long. happy and well, sad and angry and all oh, joyous. It's and, so weird. I and mean, this this is a whole different podcast, but with the within the black church, especially dogmatic Christianity, you are waiting to die. You were either oh. waiting for the rapture or you're waiting for death. The best is yet to come. Exactly. You're they, they literally say that life is just a waiting room. Um, so so the values that we now hold about, you know, live it, explore so it, express they're it. They're saying sit and read a highlights magazine exactly, and don't masturbate. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Don't live. Just kind of exist oh until God, God comes back. So oh. No, I know we need to wrap it up. But the, just Please. in closing, um, we get a lot of emails, I think, that we're a little bit like we can give kind of advice that we think might work, but we don't really have anything to go off of from people who either live in areas where being gay is a no-no, which we really can't speak to because we've lived on like the East Coast our whole lives. Right, 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 right. Uh, in the Northeast specifically. Right. And um, so do you have any advice for someone who maybe not even because of religion, but for one reason or another, a family, a place where they live. We have people in, listening in Muslim countries and in Ireland and places where it's just not cool. Um who's struggling with their sexuality, what to do or advice or how to get through it. How to be happy with themselves. Yeah, you know, I, a good life. I think that for me, I would just say never suppress your light and to mm. find people who honor and who thrive off of your light. And whatever you're doing in your life, if you aren't feeling like you are coming alive, if you aren't mm. feeling like you are shining brightly, that is not where you should be. Because, again, if you are religious like I was, why would God want you to be dim, you know? Mm -hmm. um, whatever you are, you are already everything. Um, so just believing oh. and accepting that your light is the most powerful thing that you have and shame and guilt and judgment is the exact opposite of what God would want for you if you're battling with religion. Wow. Hmm. That, that was, really was awesome. Was, well, in your words, <laughs> the book is closed. The book is closed. <laughs> oh, that was you. That, you're the book is closed. The book is closed. This is the book is closed. Uh, that's a shout out to you, Jess Pack. Um, <laughs> uh, now, is there anything that you want to promote? How do people find yes, you? Talk yes, to you? Yes, email tell you? Us. Tell okay. us about your so stuff. So really quickly, um, Broadway Bodies, I am the executive director of <sighs> a wonderful dance community here in New York City. Um, it is a safe and shame-free environment, and I have had amazing growth and healing just being around people who were like, we don't care if you're gay, straight, femme, masculine, just be you. Um, and most recently, I was in People. Uh, oh my God, awesome. I was, I was, I was on, People magazine? I was, I, was on, I was on the website, page 2045. <laughs> um, I, was sure, on, but I don't give a shit. It was That's awesome. great. It was great. Um, but we were, they were talking about our, our most recent Justin Bieber program. We're doing the choreography to Sorry. Oh, cool. oh my God, that's my favorite song at the you moment. You have to come wait, to ask, do you do like that choreography? It's, so it depends on the I theme. So we the do Britney like MJ Spears. and Britney Spears. We wait, do Beyonce, Beyonce? Oh my God, Bieber. Exactly. So do you oh shame, you know, I know you don't shame people if they're gay. Do you shame them if they're bad dancers? We hope that everyone is a bad okay. dancer. Like that's the goal. Okay. Like, it do is you everything. shame them if they're dressed like shit? <laughs> they should be dressed like shit. That's, that's, we just oh, okay. want people to, 
unleash their inner superstar. That's our slogan. That's Wait, so where do we go to sign up? So you can go to broadwaybodies.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you add any of those um, platforms, it's you're just talking to me. And so. I can learn how Are to you on Twitter and Instagram? I am. I, everything in my life right now is consisting of Broadway Bodies. Okay, um, so it's at Broadway Bodies. Exactly. On Broadway Instagram bodies. and Twitter. Exactly. So okay. I think Twitter, it's at Broadway underscore bodies. But Instagram and Facebook, it's all Broadway Bodies. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Boy, do you have a Broadway you. body. Yeah. Work, work. Not to work, elevator, work. are you? But you look Honey, good. Honey, I'm trying. You look <laughs> very, I have very 25 handsome. years to make up for. Believe me. <laughs> oh I'm my fucking. God. I'm fucking. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Alistair. Yeah. This was truly delightful, as I knew it would be. I hope so. This has been another episode of Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. We will talk to you next week. I got no camouflage, Fear y'all, I got you. Cause this 